0: The following message is brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. To learn more about the Ezra Institute's mission to advance the Lordship of Christ, please visit www.ezrainstitute.ca. Holy war. Yes, we love that uh, on on the arena. Denial meets devotion and boot kicks trottier. Well, I hope not. But a little bit of faith-based pugilism, if possible. Joe Boot, he's an author, apologist, that doesn't mean saying sorry, and a minister. Justin Trottier is a leading atheist and inquirer, an inquiring mind. I think. And and let's give you, is this book published now? Yes, it is. Um, You just brought it in, we weren't aware of it. I'm going to hold it up to camera. The Mission of God, A Manifesto of Hope by Joseph Boot. There it is. Uh, in all good bookstores and quite a few bad ones, I suspect. Um, let's begin with, it was my monologue, the, the, the Trojan Horse Affair, it's called. And this is in the UK. And, and this is, um, I mean, the letter that was a catalyst almost certainly was a hoax. But Islamic fundamentalists are trying to infiltrate and influence various schools with large Muslim populations. Often the parents of the Muslim kids don't even know this is, this is going on. This is why I think it becomes very interesting. I believe this is specifically about Islamic radicalism. There are many people saying, no, this is about faith in general. This is why we should never have any faith-based school, even though these are public. Is it specific to Islam?
1: Well, if you look at, you know England quite well, Bradford, Leicester, Huddersfield, Birmingham, uh, where the Islamic populations reside primarily, uh, this is where these problems have developed. There is nothing new about any of this to conservative social commentators, especially Christians commenting on this issue uh, in Britain. This has Mm. been warned about for a very, very long time. And I do think it's in poor taste, actually, for some of these commentators I've been reading in the UK to say that while the problem is faith-based schools, no, the problem here is these are state schools Mm. uh, that have been overrun by um, uh, Islam and uh, Islamic radicalism uh, in the name of Progressivist, progressivist doctrines of multiculturalism. This is part of what Angela Merkel, the German chancellor, said uh, uh, some time back uh, about uh, the problem in Europe is not too much Islam, it's not enough Christianity. And what we are facing right now, the, the crisis in the West here that's reflected in this mm. Trojan horse problem is you can't have the benefits of Christian civilization and law order without okay. its foundation.
0: Well, Angela Merkel said this a week later. She was photographed with the very successful German soccer team, half of whom were from Turkey. Yes. Is it about faith
2: or is this specifically about Islam? Well, I'm not going to suggest that every faith school is equally problematic. I think there are unique problems in these particular uh, Islamically infused state schools. Yeah. Um, having said that, I do think that it opens up a can of worms when you do start mixing religion and education when you do start saying that some uh, some faiths can get public support uh, or or subsidies, for example, to open up their schools, but other religions are going to have to draw draw a line. I mean how does it's not the role of the government to decide? Which religions are legitimate? Which which aspects of a particular religion are legitimate well, to introduce I, into I would a agree with
0: you. The state should not be deciding which religion is appropriate or superior to another. But certain values and, and morals taught by that religion. I mean, isn't there a, a consensus that segregating uh, forcibly boys and girls, uh, saying that little white girls are prostitutes, um, the Islamic call to prayer—absolutely—we would these all are, say, "Well, these, these are um, heinous, um, inappropriate." And I mean, Christian schools tend not to do that. Do they?
2: Well, coercing people into a particular religion within a public institution, I think, is inherently problematic, and all faith schools are at least guilty of that to a certain extent. Of course, now I'm faith with schools. you exactly. Now I'm with you on the on the uh, the concept that some schools, some faith traditions, are um, perhaps less consistent with pluralistic secular values. I think I think that's fair Let's to say. Let's be bolder but, than that.
0: Um, I mean, these are public schools. Yeah, these um, are
2: secu- officially yeah, secular exactly. The, state schools. Exactly, these are
0: state-funded. There, in, in uh, it's not just about Britain, but in Britain, to draw the the parallel, there are, for example, Catholic schools and Orthodox Jewish schools. Mm-hmm. They have not; none of them have produced people who want to blow you up and who think that um, all women are to be used as chattel. They just don't produce people like that. They tend to produce people actually more like no, I, you I, who did the question. I their look, thing. I agree
2: with you on that. I, uh, what I will say is this: I think what's missing from all of these schools. The, the, uh, the Christian schools, but in particular, these particular schools, is a healthy dose of civics. A healthy dose of, and I've heard it finally talked about, British values. Here we were talking about Canadian values, inclusion, tolerance. I think. I've got to comment on that on two things. First of all, all education, as George Grant, the Canadian
1: political philosopher, pointed out a long time ago, are inherently religious. You cannot escape religious. Multicultural secularism is a religious perspective. It's allowed Islam in. Second of all, in Britain, Christian education is required by law. A Christian act of worship is required by law. The Queen is the head of the state and the head of the church. Christianity has always been privileged in Britain. Bishops sit in the House of Lords. It's not Canada. Uh, in, in the, the British environment. Mm-hmm. These were fundamentally Christian schools and Ofsted, the inspectors, require still Christian acts of worship.
2: But in, so in... you
1: cannot have Islamic calls to prayer. Now the attempt to secularize these schools in terms of a secular multiculturalist religion, the I- British values are Christian values. This new th- idea th- of those British Those are the values, values
2: that are being talked about by the Secretary of Education. Well,
0: let me ask you a bit. let's make this more Canadian. Do you think Canadian values are Christian values?
1: Historically, yes. No, absolutely. But now, now? Today, I would say, broadly speaking, no, certainly
2: not the ones taught in our education system. Mm. No. But if we're talking about history, one thing that Canada does have in common with the UK is that our schools originally were also religious schools. I'll grant yes. you that. Yes, right. There was a Protestant system and a Catholic system yeah. in both Quebec and Ontario. Ontario. We all know the history. Yeah and yet those Protestant schools have overwhelmingly moved into the... Well, they have in the, the U.K., and there are Church and of secular. England schools.
0: And, and, but I know of a Church of England school in East London that is 90% Muslim. Yeah. But, but most schools, actually, they're, they're, there's no religion at all. But in, this idea of, of our values, because what's happening in Britain now, I think, will we'll actually face Canada within 10 to 50 mm-hmm. years. I would agree. Do you, do you think Canadian values are somehow, even if, if we don't quite understand, even if they're implicit, they're actually Christian values?
2: I, I don't, because here are the values that that I think are Canadian values, and the Supreme Court of Canada has, uh, through its various jurisprudence and traditions, found that there are certain core values. They include things like multiculturalism, the rule of law, tolerance, uh, tolerance yeah. and can't diversity, have the rule of law, law of with things. multiculturalism, impossible. And, no, of course and, you can't. And, and, and that's an interesting debate, right, in, in terms of how these different values. Perhaps in some cases have attention and, and a conflict but, with it. Sure, what do you other.
1: mean by that? They're not well, really you disciples. can't have just briefly define multiculturalism. Multiculturalism, by I mean philosophical multiculturalism, which is that you can have an equal toleration for all religious perspectives. Polytheism is inherently unstable; it collapses. You can't have more than one ultimate. Take Islam. Islamic law does not treat everybody the same. It's monotheistic. The, the British tradition. It's aggressively monotheistic. What is Islam? Islam, yes, but it, it but its fundamental premise is. Sharia, and Sharia yeah. does not have an equal well, treatment of everybody. And, I, I all, to... and these articles yeah. are all talking about the rule again, of law. Again, you're talking Civics. about
0: Islam. You're not talking about Hinduism or Buddhism or Baha'i. No, but Hinduism Judaism.
1: has its own law, uh, law system Look, and caste ca- system and caste structure. You know, I word. don't want to
2: have a debate on, on, on theology here, but since you did mention polytheism well, there, poly- I, mean, poly- I mean, there, there have been empires that have been ruled under a polytheistic regime and, you know, they've done fairly well uh, in terms of cohesion. But they've been
1: totalitarian. Like Rome, Rome had to say you have to have a license from the Romans. They, quite no, it's They're time, it's it time their to their leave divinity. Polly alone.
0: <laughs> She's suffered enough. When we come back, it's an easy one. We'll talk about uh, Catholic teachers marching in, in uh, the Pride Parade. Don't you dare go It's like Christmas, this one. I, you know, I just give them the present and they start playing with it. <sighs> the Catholic school system. Uh, keep teachers in the Catholic school system. The Pride Parade. The whole thing is so messy at this point because so many Catholic teachers aren't really Catholic teachers. They're teachers, they're good people, they're probably good teachers, but they're just not good Catholics. So now officially, OECTA, the Ontario English Catholic Teachers Association, will will have a, uh, a parade afloat, I hope they're fully clothed, at the Pride Parade. Joe, this was inevitable, wasn't it?
1: Well, I'm not sure in what sense it was inevitable. I do think that the cultural, social pressure now is there to participate and celebrate uh, in these I, I don't think any,
0: anyone from the gay community said to O. Oh, Hector, you better be at this parade. They wanted to go. They yeah. wanted
2: to show solidarity with the gay community, mm-hmm. I think. Which they've described as the most marginal community within Catholicism. Quite right. Which is what? Which the, the union has described gay students within the Catholic school system as among the most marginalized community.
0: Yeah, probably gay students and Catholic students. They're the two most marginalized in the Catholic <laughs> system. But it, it, look, just, just to be intellectually. Uh, strenuous and honest here, isn't there a contradiction? Whatever your views on these issues, and I'm a terrible liberal, according to Joe, but <laughs> if, if it's a Catholic system, it has to be a Catholic system. And the Catholic Church, whether you like it or not, has very strict and strong opinions about homosexuality.
2: But you said something very, I think, important in your introduction so. to, this, article, to this, this issue, which is that these are teachers first. They're, not, they're, they're Catholic second, if I may, when they're acting as teachers, especially in a public system. Their duty is to provide a, a strong educational... Uh, uh, contribution to the life of their students and to protect the rights of those students. Well,
0: makes some Catholic though? I mean, They might be good teachers and there's a public system for them. It might be harder to get a job there but if they're Catholic teachers surely the, the quintessence of the educational approach will be Catholic.
2: Well I mean, this is I think the, the the big dilemma because if you have a system that is a public system you have uh, a system which is paid for by, by all of us a system well, where at Catholic least in high parents, school really. all students can attend even if they're not Catholic then you do have a system that has to respect the diversity well, it, of The danger with this, is, as we go created. back to Justin's favorite hobby, or if I may, of the, the public
1: funding of, uh, of Catholic institutions, yeah. but back to the actual point here. They are supposed to be Catholic schools. Pope Benedict XVI said, and I quote, "...homosexuality, as the Catholic Church, te- church teaches, is an objective disorder in the structuring of human
0: existence." Well, right, that's partly what
1: it says in the catechism. Uh, uh, yeah. Right. And so objective this,
0: disorder, very, very cosy, woolly thing to say. Uh,
1: well, not quite an evangelical statement, but it's, it's, it's close enough. <laughs> and and so the, the, the Catholic uh, teachers, who are supposed to be... You can't have a neutral education. It's offering, essentially, a Christian-oriented education cannot be participant in celebrating and endorsing the normalisation of this particular lifestyle and the idea of the destruction of the family, which is what Pride fundamentally represents. Well, is I, it? Absolutely. It's I, I, a revolutionary movement. And what about the families that are there? What well, about, they, I think I think people that take their children down to such an event, where we know there is uh, public uh, uh, lewdness and nudity, which the attorney general won't enforce and the police won't enforce, I, I, I need, their, need their heads read on, yeah, on we that. We all
2: we all object to the nudity component, but well, not, not all. Say, but
1: uh, at least I mean three those of us on this yeah, panel. Yeah. But
2: I just wanted to mention that I'm glad that you referenced the, the former pope, because I think it's interesting. There's a petition that's being circulated by Catholic parents, and what they're calling for is quote a just penalty for teachers that don't obey Catholic teachings in this area. And they've referred to canon law and a just penalty that comes to those who deviate from Catholic teaching. And I think there's something kind of perverse about bringing in a religious, a pa- a religious Justin, penalty it's a, it's and the, a fan- I, I, the words I, I, of I, the Pope to defend... I
0: know this equation... Quite well. a public and I know those teachers, uh, those parents, and they're well-meaning, but it's a fantasy. The vast majority of Catholic teachers think like this. They're either indifferent or, or they, they would be quite opposed to Catholic teaching on the mm-hmm. issue. If you discipline all of true. them, you're going to spend all of your time with discipline, which may be your cup of tea, but mm-hmm. you won't be teaching the kids at all. It's not even about the funding. It, it's in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. The church began to change. People mm-hmm. weren't catechized. A lot of teachers don't even know what they're supposed to believe. I'm mm-hmm. in mean, a difficult situation here because whilst I understand how these teachers think and, and why they're doing this I believe they have to be
1: honest with themselves
0: and actually teaching the public system rather
1: than the Catholic And this one. wouldn't be something familiar to Justin but I think you know this was an, they're saying that the uh... Bishop Collins is saying that all of the Ontario bishops are in agreement about this such teachers who profess to be Catholic should not be given communion, should not be given the Mass in the I Catholic Church. I don't believe that all Catholic bishops believe that at all. Well, the, the Ontario bishops, Collins is saying the Ontario bishops disagree with the stance of uh, the OECTA in their about participation. About the parade. Yeah, about yes, the parade. But I don't believe that all of, of Canada's bishops believe in, in uh, withholding communion. No, I didn't say that. I yeah. think that that ought to be practiced. I know that's something foreign to Justin, but that's the meaning of church discipline. If these people are Christians, it's the same way. reason why politicians who pro- profess to be Catholic and are supportive of abortion should be disciplined in the same way by the church. That's a, a church penalty that should be applied. Well, well, a church I, I penalty think...
2: should be applied in a church institution. Sure. So let these schools become institutions of, of the private churches. I agree with you. Okay. I absolutely no, agree I, with I, that. I,
0: the wording, I think, is quite important. I wouldn't say it's a penalty. I would say that um, if someone is receiving Catholic communion and, and, and they've committed public sin... And called scandal and led people astray. Mm. They're putting their relationship with God in enormous jeopardy. And they really should not be doing this. And it's an act of love for a bishop or a priest to say, Absolutely you need right. counseling. And we need to, I need to talk to you about what you're doing here. It's not a punishment. It's actually no, it's restorative. Aid. The purpose yeah. is restorative. But most the people in this situation would, ten would ten think that would A it.
2: quote, just penalty. So that's how mm. they put it. I well,
0: wonder what would that would be. Having to watch the CBC all day <laughs> to listen to, to Canadian comedy. You know, I, I, again, th- this, this is very, very nuanced. But I, in, a, in a messy, pluralistic society, triumphalism is a horrible thing. We're all going to have little victories and little defeats. And we have to acknowledge the dignity and rights of gay people and also the dignity of rights of Catholic people. And what we're saying to Catholic people now is you're going to have a system where you can't really be Catholic. And I, and I think that is triumphalism and I reject it.
2: I think what they're saying is you're going to have a system where if you accept public dollars, dollars that come from Catholic parents and and gay people and people that represent represent the diversity of Ontario, then you can't discriminate against some group within that overall diversity. But the constitutional constitutional
1: right exists for Catholics to have Catholic schools, so until that that is changed and that's altered. This is the problem we run into again and again absolutely. in this discussion. Right, absolutely. And last to be truly Catholic schools, they need to be privatized.
0: Well, I, I think that probably is the only solution. Uh, last couple of minutes, prostitution, uh, uh, sex trade workers. You know, there's a lot of debate about changing the law and, and a lot of, of fantasy and lunacy. I, mean, I, I I've seen what happens in Hamburg, seen what happens in Amsterdam and elsewhere. Um, it seems to me that look, it will always exist. Uh, I, I'm not going to start punishing people for, for s- such crimes. I mean, the, the, the whole equation now has changed. It's the so-called johns who are being punished. But right. it, it's just playing around with the semantics here. It will always be there, control as much as possible, but to legalize and tax and legitimize, I don't think that's the way forward.
2: Well, I mean, my understanding is the model that is now being introduced by the justice minister is modeled on, not exactly the same, but modeled on the so-called Nordic model. Yeah. which, ha, which the, is the man hiring the and 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 prostitute
0: is, is the person committing the
2: crime. And, and, and this model, study show, just doesn't do any better than yeah. what we had before. In fact, in Vancouver, police essentially were were doing that. They were yeah. focusing more on those who bought sex rather than very those political. who sold it's it. And feminist. it didn't work in Vancouver yeah. either.
1: I think this is a, a critical time because we can't drop the ball here, as we did with the abortion issue mm-hmm. in 88. We have to have a prostitution law. I think it's absolutely critical. The average age in which a girl enters prostitution in this country, depending on which study you read, is between 12 and 14 years of age. Really? Yes. These are 14. You can take that to the bank. Now, if you uh, look at uh, most people think that some sort of um, 20-year-old, 25-year-old university, college person trying to fund a way through a PhD, as one article has suggested here, is being discriminated against in this. No, this is, this is driving prostitution, is driven by sex traffic, the porn industry, we need a law against it. I think this proposal is as good as any we've seen, and it deals with those who would be seeking to harm and abuse women. It's not perfect. But it's no sex, law but Sex workers themselves
2: perfect. who brought forward the case that, the, that ultimately resulted in the Supreme Court overturning the current laws. There were a few are, sex workers who and brought there are now forward, yeah. There no, sex can. workers who are saying that the, but, the law yeah. that's being introduced they, they is a better.
0: The, the, but, the same number of sex workers, they always seem to be the same people who crop up in every discussion about this. I think most of these women are too busy doing whatever they do. Well, I'm sure I know actually what they do. Gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. Please feel free to share it with friends, but do not charge for or alter the
2: material in any way without the express written consent of the EICC. Thank you.